Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Apsock. This is another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Star Wars topic, five things to support it, and maybe a little extra. Get it? Got it? I'm here. Good. We have got an an interesting one today because I'm working on some bigger Star Wars ranks, getting some guests in studio, including, well, Joseph Scrimshaw. He, He and I love to rank things, and we've got some bigger themed ones, some deep dives. we got some of that stuff coming up in the new year. And then I'm working on some with uh, my friend Andres Cabrera, getting him back here on Force Center. It's been a while. We're working on some bigger Star Wars ranks, getting guests in. But you know what? I still like this thing where I sit down and just kind of blab out my own lists on little topics that I find are key to Star Wars. We're going to rank today the cutest moments in Star Wars. That's right cutest moments in Star Wars because there's room for laughter in Star Wars. There's room for cute in Star Wars. And it's something that's, well, it's been there for almost from the beginning, right? I mean, those dobacks, pretty cute. All right. Well, I think the dobacks were cute. I had a, I had like a lizard and then I had an iguana situation as a kid, right? You know, it got to like four feet long. You could almost ride it. A six inch black series figure could ride that thing, but from head to tail, like four feet. I mean, the body was like a foot and a half. You know how it goes. Long tails. I like dobacks. That's what I'm saying. They're cute, but they're not on this list. They're not on this list. I sat down and thought, now, when I do these shows by myself, I always like, all right, what what, what are the topics that maybe there aren't a lot of answers for? Because I, I, I like my guests to be able to answer their own thing, but I want my own answers. And sometimes we step on each other and we pick it up a little bit before the show. Originally, Star Wars Rank was kind of a surprise. And every once in a while, that's like early episodes, you'll see 
similar answers or same answers. Um, but, you know, I, I want to spread the love around the galaxy with our choices here. And, again, want my guests to have the number one choice. So when I do these solo shows, it's like, all right, what can I answer where I think there's maybe only five or six answers, but let's put it down on paper, let's rank it, and I'll talk about it. Well, I started making my list for this one. I realized, yeah, oops, there's uh, there's a lot of choices. So maybe we'll do this again with a guest, or maybe we'll have your answers. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank to join that conversation. But all right, without further ado, here are the cutest moments in Star Wars. I went back. Shows, cartoons, comics maybe. There's a lot in there. Often my mind, and I'm sure you're similar out there listening, my mind goes to number one movies first, and always original trilogy. I could be ranking the prequels, and my mind suddenly goes to the original trilogy. Um, So we did go there, but then I I forced myself to dig a little deeper and branch out, and here we go. Number five, the Walklings. These are also known as the Baby Ewoks. Now, I'm thinking of one specific Walkling. I don't know the name of him. I'm sure in Legends he had a name. Um, uh, you know, Ticket Von Leafy or something like that. But in canon, I don't know the name. It is, now there's a lot of Walklings in Return of the Jedi, but I'm going to the Walkling that gets frightened when C-3PO scares them. You know, a little help from Luke Skywalker and the Force. But when 3PO rises above, spins, scares his worshippers. The almighty, vengeful god droid the 3PO was in that moment. And the little walkling does a little, and ducks. That was, I was seven when I saw that. And look, I love animals. I'm an animal person. I think a lot of people are, right? Um, More on that later. But in this here, I am seven. And I'm all here for the lightsaber. I'm all here for the fighting. I'm here for the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters and the explosions. But that image of the walkling never left me. It's adorable. It's just adorable. And he's scared. The poor little thing. You just want to hold him. He'll probably try to eat your thumb. That's just his nature or her nature. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know enough about this Walkling. I'm sure on the Ewok cartoon they answered the question. Maybe that Walkling. Let's see, Jedi. Maybe that Walkling grows up to be the new chief. Takes over for Chirpa. Actually, I, I, I still contend. Wicked gets to the wooden throne of Bright Tree Village. But I digress. I'm saying, number five, this walk lane, it was just one of those images that stayed. I remember my, my mother, who, you know, wasn't a huge Star Wars fan, still isn't. But that's one of her memories. And when we came out of the theater, and then, you know, I was like, see it again, I was see it again, I was see it again. Like, that was, uh, that was the thing she kind of remembered. Of all the things. Of all the things from Return of the Jedi. She's like, I like that cute little Ewok. Little baby Ewok. Babies are just, you know, by nature, they're cute. Bumbling, stumbling, rumbling, drooling little baby walks. And I love that they come on back uh, and you got the other scenes that they show up and uh, uh, they're contemplative. They're, they're intrigued and interested into 3PO's story. I think that's adorable as well. But I go to that moment. It is the, the leadoff choice here. The baby walk lane frightened by 3PO. I mean, who didn't want to just reach onto the screen, pull him off, hold him in your arms, and keep him safe until the walkling started to eat you? Number four. All right. Number five was an easy choice. 
I think when I said the topic, you probably a lot of you were like, oh, yeah, that baby Ewok was... Oh, he listed the baby Ewok. Yep, that would have been on my list. Well, all right, I'm going to this one. Controversial, I know. Father Years and Rose Tico. I love this moment. I love it because of what it says for Rose. And if you read some of the supplemental material on Rose in uh, Jason Fry's uh, stuff, Bomber Commander... A bomber, excuse me, bomber, bomber command, and then he has some other uh, material uh, about Rose and Paige. Uh, Jason Fry, who wrote, who wrote the last Jedi novelization, then also in, insert some of that into that story. Rose and her sister, Paige, used to always talk about Fathiers. Uh, that's you know, kind of like in uh, Lord of the Rings when they see an Oliphant, they're like, no one in the Shire is going to believe us that we saw an Oliphant. Of all the things we're seeing, that's going to be one people are going to have a tough time believing. So. Father Years, you know, they're not just down at the corner store in Star Wars land, and they might be in Star Wars land at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, a plush Father Year. Just thought about that. Sign me up for that. I like the Father Year. Now, see, and I'll, I'll, I'll dive into this a little bit now. I'm not a huge fan of the Father Year chase scene simply because how it looks. I do like the idea um, that the Father Years are getting revenge on the city, and, and Joseph... Uh, on the main show, has talked about that, especially in the, in the extended scene, that there seems to be a kind of a conscious effort on the part of the fathers to destroy the city that has forced them and tortured them into a life of, of competitive racing, you know? Um, and I like horses, too, and this is the connection. I love the design of the fathers. I think it's a great, very Star Wars-like design. It's Star Wars horses. Now, I know apparently we're going to get, uh, you know, we got Vader riding a horse in the cover of that Vader comic coming out. I don't know if that's actually going to be in the story, but we shall see. There's room for a lot of different horses in the Star Wars galaxy. But I love the Father Years design. I don't like the chase scene just because I don't like the way it looks. It comes across as uh, Harry Potter-like, and, and uh, it's not disrespecting it's Harry Potter. Just, the, you know, the CGI is kind of where it falls, especially now in 2017, 18, 19, this range. The Father Years um, whole scene didn't, didn't, didn't ring true for me. But the Father Years is a concept, and the Father Years relationship to Rose and Rose's excitement and, and the connection to her sister, I love. And it, it plays out plays out a little differently in the movie. You know, she doesn't say, oh, me and my sister always wanted to see these animals, and that's fine. Yes, sometimes I wish we got a little bit more of that context in all the movies, not just Last Jedi. You guys have heard me talk in the main show about the Rogue One novelization, how it adds a lot to the story, stuff that I think I think could have made the film if they thought about it or if it was already exist. I don't know, but maybe it's something that Alexander Freed added on his own. I don't know the story of Cassian being a separatist or Jin running through her memories of, of the partisans. But I think it could have been too clunky if Rose was like, hey, these are fathers. Paige and I used to always talk about it. Now I'm finally seeing them. Looks at the camera. I don't want that. You know what? I, I, I don't like some opposed dialogue on crate because of that reason. Uh, Luke's doing something. What is Luke doing something? And you you listeners, uh, Force Center know, especially long-time listeners, Last Jedi is like my second favorite Star Wars film because of the deep emotional themes and the layers and all those wonderful juicy things we love to say. Little moments like that with the dialogue are very Star Wars-like, by the way. Rick O'Lee would be very happy. Um, but I'm glad it's not in the scene, but I'm glad I know it's there. Rose is seeing these fathers. Her heart is melting. It's connecting to the memory of Paige Tico. And then the fathers who kind of scare Finn in a way, and he jumps back and, rah, and they make the sound and all that good stuff. 
in rows right away. If you can, this is the specific moment I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's just this cute, endearing moment for me. Whereas the Walkling was cute, adorable, this was cute, endearing. I love that the, the lead father, we'll call him Frank, Frank the father kind of just leans in. He's scared Finn, not necessarily intentionally, but Finn's, you know, more aggressive, a little more what's going on. Boom, jumps back, and here's Rose, just like, ah, father, and the father, Frank the father, leans in and, and sees kind of a kindred spirit. And I love that moment because I think we've all kind of had that moment. You see an animal, you go through a shelter, a rescue shelter, and you, you, you connect with an animal. How many times have you heard that? Well, how'd, how'd you pick this dog over the 50 that you saw at the shelter? Well, we were just walking along. We made eye contact, and I just knew. All right, animal lovers understand that. And I think that's this moment where Rose, not only does she know what she needs to do, we need to not just, we, not just escape, we need to do something here. And these tortured, beautiful beasts, and it's not like, you know, I, I, have, I have a lot of friends in horse racing here, so it's not always maybe... Um, you know, I understand maybe not the nicest industry at times with these horses, but these beautiful creatures. I love horses, and and I think generally the people I know in the horse racing industry absolutely love their animals and would die for their horses and, and put a lot of work into it. So I think it's not a direct correlation all the time here. I get it, though. So when, when Rose sees the, the whip marks, the torture marks uh, on, and, and what we already saw on the on the pitch when she's looking down with binoculars, it's, it's played out a little, little more stringent, a little more you know, harsh. Um, but I, I love that moment. I love that Rose is like, we don't, we don't need to just escape. We need to help here as well. It's very rebellion-like. It's very um, tied into the spirit of Leia and what she did particularly in, in Leia, Princess of, of Alderaan. So I think there's some deep moments there. And it's all tied up in this cute, endearing moment where, where Frank the Father, as I'm calling him, and Rose connect and and it's kind of, a, if your heart's open to it, it'll melt you a little bit. And that's part of the key, too. What's your heart open to in Star Wars? Number three, we're going to Forces of Destiny. And this is where I started to surprise myself with the choices. And I'm just kind of, without looking at a list or not out typing, you know, you can type cutest Star Wars moments on, on Google and, and jog your memory. And I do that sometimes for Star Wars ranked. Like, all right, there's a lot of choices. What's out there? But this one, I just opened my mind. I was like, what do I remember? And this one's perhaps fresher in my mind, but I'm listening at number three. That is Jyn Erso and the Lothcat, Forces of Destiny. Uh, it is, to me, uh, it's, it says a lot about Jyn Erso. And what I do believe, what I do believe it says is that she is this rough-and-tumble character now, this Forces of Destiny episode is obviously set before the events of Rogue One, and she's still running around. And again, Forces of Destiny, written for, intentionally for the younger audience, much like these Galaxy of Adventure shorts. Um, but Jen, Jen Murrow, for these first two seasons, and some of the third, before uh, Nicole, De, Nicole Dubuque took over, and she did the same thing. You know, there was there's important lessons in here. And Jen's a great Star Wars fan. I, I know Jen now, and... I can tell you she loves his stuff. She studies his stuff. And it's it's important to me that Jyn Erso, number one, to the girl she helps, reveals herself as Jyn Erso, not Leanna Halleck or any of her other names. And we talked about that in the Four Center Main show when the, these shorts first came out. So I think that's important, too. 
But what's so cute about it? There's this one little shot. So she helps this girl. If you haven't seen the episode, she helps this girl. Uh, the stormtroopers are kind of bullying her. They're trying to take her loath cat or little kitty cat or space cat. And the chase ensues. And it's, you know, and it's lighthearted Star Wars fair. There's this little moment. She's hiding. Jin is saving the cat uh, like a good screenwriting book. And it. The stormtroopers run by, and the cat just like purrs. The loath cat purrs and like licks Jin Jin's face, and there's a cute little giggle and all that kind of stuff. So, why do I love that? Why do I think it's cute? It's again, it's cute and daring, but it's also cute and insightful. That famous screenwriting book or series of books, Save the Cat, is is number one. It's good. It's simple. You should all read them if you're looking to start scripts. I think the book Your Screenplay Sucks is a little bit uh, better, but Save the Cat is is helped me through some writing stuff. All right. Sometimes it, it's weird. It gets. We're talking screenwriting now. It gets a bad rap because it's. It became so popular that you know naturally people are going to uh, go against it. But it's. It's a good starter advice. But the idea of hey, you save the cat. Your character has to have something early on that the audience goes, ah, we like this person. There's something about them. Ah, we like them. They. They want to help. Um, and it's literally sometimes saving the cat. And here it is. Jin Erso is saving the loath cat. And for me, this rough and tumble doesn't want to look up and help any one uh, person that Junosaur is. Still has this core. Still has a core that ties to the little girl uh, who who learned under Galen or so and Lyra or so, who has that heart. And much like, say, even Darth Vader has the heart of little Annie, still beaten inside. Han Solo wants to run away and not. He wants to be the smuggler scoundrel, but he knows. As Kira learned, he is the good guy. This is this fun little moment where Jin Erso will eventually look up, will eventually find reasons to get involved in the fight and help people. But here she is a couple of years earlier helping a, helping a little girl and a cat. And it says a lot about the character. It's her save the cat moment, literally. And by the way, going to tie, also ties a little bit to the Rose moment. Yeah, we all know those people in lives. They walk into the room or they walk into your house or apartment and your animals or someone else's animals just immediately doesn't like them. That's always the story. I, I had a friend who was like that. Walked in wherever he was and if there was an animal, particularly dogs, the dogs were like, no, not you. And then he in turn was like, definitely not you. It's, it goes beyond just are you an animal person. I think in general, people are, whether or not I don't have any animals of my own in my own house, my own apartment, maybe one day if I settle into my own Skywalker ranch and I have, uh, you know, I'll get some ferrets. Because I do love ferrets and dogs. Um, but we all know those people where the animals just kind of know. So I love that this loath cat, not only are you being saved by this person here, but this loath cat's like, all right, Jenner, so I know what's inside you. I see what's in your heart. And I like you for it. She would still go on her journey. Uh, she would still go on her uh, change and self-discovery, and that's good, and that's okay, and that's important. But I love this little moment. It stands out to me. It's cute and insightful because who hasn't uh, picked up an animal even when you're having a bad day, even when you're grumpy? I just had a cat or a dog or a ferret in my case. Say, look, lick, not say something. Well, say something, lick you nuzzle you, and your heart melts. And I think that proves a lot about Jenner's character. All right, number two, number two, number two. We're getting up to number two. We'll have some bonus ones in a second. I got to do it. I got it. We're going back. We're going controversial because it's The Last Jedi. Yep, 
Cork tears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think there's a reason that despite all the controversy around Last Jedi, generally, I'm saying generally, the Porgs emerged unscathed. Doesn't mean everyone likes them. Doesn't mean you listening now like the Porgs or like their involvement in the story uh, or or how many comical moments we had with them, all that stuff. That's fair. But think about it. As as all the things, maybe there was just bigger fish, fish to fry with with the death of Skywalker, the death of Snoke, all those kind of things. Ray from nowhere, all that stuff. I get that, but generally, the Porgs, people enjoyed them. Porg merchandise flies off the shelves. Uh, people who you know do YouTube videos about hating the Last Jedi still have Porg collections and do videos about Porgs, all those kind of things. And I think that's a testament to just there being a big place for cute in Star Wars. I I think that just says it. We love the little moments. And we always talk about, I think one of the things that, unfortunately, Ryan Johnson and his his team had to face and maybe are still facing with The Last Jedi, and I was talking about this off-air the other day with Alec Bax and uh, Steve Ellis of Black Series Rebels, um, Alex Backus uh, uh, and I were, were just gotten this little strain of like, you know, there's some things leading up to Last Jedi that were no fault of Ryan Johnson and his team, maybe a little fault of the marketing of just like sent us all down this path, myself included, of Last Jedi is going to be the dark, gritty Star Wars story. It's the dark night of the series. And we looked at some of the stuff Ryan Johnson had done before. We thought this... And leading up to it, there was like a little soundbite or a little clip, some interview where Ryan Johnson was like, oh, actually, it's uh, it's kind of funny, more lighthearted than I think people are going to expect. It was like, he was like, uh-oh, I think I think people are expecting, uh, I'm Poe Dameron, and, and they're not going to get that. Um, there's some dark stuff, but this is a Star Wars movie, and I created the Porgs. And then when, the you know, but the Porgs started showing up, and the behind-the-scenes footage and everything, people were, people were like, all right, we're on board. And there was Porg Overkill. Uh, I get that. Porg Nation was begun by uh, Jeremy Johns. Actually, was the first person I heard on online say hashtag Porg Nation. But Ash Crossan, who was there that day, has, has taken it uh, for herself uh, you know, in, a, in a way. Uh, it was, uh, the mantle was passed to her, and she's queen of the Porgs. And, and, I, and I love it. And I think I was nervous going into the last Jedi of all the things of all the big questions. I remember thinking, Oh man, what do we get? What are these porks going to be? And the right away. And I, and I've talked, we talked, Joseph and I did a star Wars ranked about the funniest moments in star Wars. And I list that moment with the porks playing with the lightsaber as uh, uh, one of my favorite moments in star Wars in terms of humor, just because it is kind of the comedy of anticipation, the, the comedy of anticipating doom that does not come. It also allows you to kind of take a breath and laugh after this moment, this, this controversial, a very understandably controversial moment of Luke tossing the lightsaber. Um, I still to this day wish he just had kind of dropped it versus tossed it over his, his shoulder, but it is what it is. The result is still the same. Luke didn't want it. Um, and that's immediately followed by this funny moment with the porks. And I love that moment. I think it, it, it sets, it does a little bit of tone setting and, and everything, but that's not the moment. I'm going straight to the pork moment, which is pork tears. We've got pork tears. 
the whole Chewy is going to eat a porg movement that began, which <laughs> is still one of the best things because it started as just a not only a joke, but just that there's that one shot we saw that the behind the scenes shot was released with with a Chewy with a porg feather, and it was like, oh, Chewy's going to eat a porg. Of course, they're the they're the they're the chickens of Acto, so of course this is going to happen. And it was done. Then I kind of infamously made fun of it and, and created hell in Ash Crossan's life. People still tweet her about that. Stop. He can stop tweeting Ash about eating porgs. Um, and I, again, I feel Ryan Johnson was kind of like, oh, yeah, I kind of put a little moment in into that. Everyone kind of saw that coming, I guess. Uh, and the moment. Every time I saw The Last Jedi in the theater in that initial kind of run, and I, I did see it a lot in the theater, and that includes the, the world premiere I was at, the press screening a couple days later, and then just general screenings uh, in the next couple days and weeks. Every time. I say this about the Holdo moment, and I say this about the Porg quivering lip, reflection in his eyes, looks like he's crying, all that kind of Same type of thing. Ah, just a collective ah across the theater. The Holdo moment, collective stunned, awed silence with a the oh man off in the side. It happened every time. Similar to the Yoda Dooku fight, we all some people look. Ah, I hate that moment, really, because in two thousand two, that was like standing ovation inducing. I was there. A lot of you were there. You know, time can change your appreciation or your thoughts on scenes. That's fine. But the Porg quivering lip. Tears in his eyes, I think it's really just the reflection of the flames, gets you every time and got the audience every time. It gets chewy. Yeah, I know, we already killed one. But I, I like the idea. I, I, I think uh, we. I think Scripture introduced it first, the headcanon of uh, the, the Chewy found a deceased Porg and was like, well, I might as well. Makes Chewy, you know, it doesn't put us in a headspace where Chewy broke the neck of this cor- Porg and then cooked it whole, feet included. Those, those pork feet crisp up nice. All right, stop, stop, stop. But that moment, it just, uh, I, you know, and as an animal lover myself, but also sitting next to uh, my girlfriend watching that scene, and this is someone who sees a cute dog on the street and cries. Uh, that moment got her, and it got the people we were sitting with. And after the movie, after all the things, and there's a lot to talk about uh, when you come out of The Last Jedi for the first time. That scene with the quiver and pork lip and the pork tears was the one a lot of people wanted to talk about. And and to talk about in the sense of, oh, that got me. So it's number two on my list. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Some bonus choices, and I didn't run through them all. I think there's a lot in the Clone Wars if you want to go dig. A lot of creatures in the Clone Wars. Yeah, the Zillow Beast. It's cute. Here's some bonus choices for me, the cutest moments in Star Wars. Ray checks on BB-8's intent at the end of Last Jedi. I think one of the save the cat moments for Ray is saving BB-8, but even more specifically, uh, fixing his antenna. I think that's one of the one of the good moments. And also, uh, I think one of the key moments to establishing Ray as a character we like and get behind and empathize with and, and all those good things is her, when she chooses to have BB-8 follow her, it's that little backwards kind of head head kind of nod where she's like, all right, come on, BB-8. I think it's one of the key moments to the establishment of Rey as a character, as is the antenna moment. So I love in The Last Jedi, after all this wild adventure, and again, seven and eight are back to back and a lot of craziness going on, I love that the first thing she does is like, is your antenna still good? The one I fixed for you, it is. I think that's really cute, really endearing. Going back to Forces of Destiny, there's some great Chewie and the Porg stuff. Yep, Chewie and the Porgs. We all love it. I love that episode where he has to go chase one and he ends up helping one. I, I think it's it's uh, cute in a Saturday morning cartoon way. Uh, Crystal Foxes in The Last Jedi. A lot of cuteness in The Last Jedi. So maybe that's why some people had some problems with it. or And maybe that's why I loved it. Uh, love the Crystal Foxes. I actually like when Finn calls them uh, the Crystal Critters. I thought that was really good. Like, And no one there was like, Volp- Volptuses. Um love that idea and then going to return of the jedi i uh really do like uh leia feeding wicket the little snack 
Now, the Ewoks are fierce creatures. We know this. Time has, time has taught us this. But at that moment, this little teddy bear, uh, much like, again, going with an animal, dog starts growling at you. You put your hand out. They sniff you. And if you got a treat or you got a slab of meat, you give the dog a treat. And I love <laughs> it boils down to Wicket getting a treat. And I think that's a really great moment. Uh, there's other moments, too, as well. Um, even going to, to New Hope, I don't know. I, I kind of, there's some, there's some cuteness there. Solo. I love the little, uh, fox like ferret like creature that Warwick Davis is playing that, that kind of waddles up to solo when he's doing good in Sabak. I love that moment too. A lot of stuff there. And yes, I'll say this. Most of what I'm thinking about cuteness in star Wars relates to creatures. Um, there could be other little moments, uh, as well. Now, again, Ewoks, sentient, uh, their own kind of species versus creatures or pets, but let's face it, they're teddy bears. We look at them as cute, which leads me to my number one moment, the most cute moment in Star Wars, according to me, a guy who likes cute. It is Wicket. We're going to return the Jedi. It is Wicket leaning on Han Solo's leg as C-3PO tells the story of their adventures thus far and tells specifically the moment of, of Han Solo, T-Glo Carbon. And R2 makes the sound effects. I believe R2. Did we finally establish that R2 is the one making those sound effects? I, think I, just, I just think I always thought it was 3PO. And maybe maybe it is, but I, I think it was, I think the answer finally came back recently that yeah, you know, R2 was the one making all the Toronto gosh, Toronto gosh sounds of the, of the uh, ad-ats there in the background. But I love that moment. I love that moment because here is Han Solo, the rough and tough scoundrel. And Leia's leaning on him, showing that they got that. You know, they, there's some love there. We know that. It's not just cold, cool, I know. It is It is a real affection that Leia has for him. And Han still might struggle to accept it. He's, he's one of those kind of classic uh, man's man type of guys. Not a little bit too afraid to, to accept the, the affection and emotion and love of others. And... And it's Han's battle. It's part of Han's battle. We get that there. But so that's why I love in juxtaposition to the rough exterior that Han has. Here is Wicket. Just casually, uh, you know, cuddling up to Han and rubbing his knee. And Han's got a hand around him and Han doesn't really know what to do. But Wicket felt sad for Han. Like you got frozen carbonite. I don't even know what that means. I'm an Ewok, but I know you were hurting. And and I like the I like the 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 human creature lady at your side. We gave her a dress. I liked her so much. She saved me, I saved her, and then she likes you, so I like you. And then and then to hear your guys' story and to have Wicket sympathize and then just that little moment. I it it's always stood out to me as well, just like the walkling. Uh, all the years of, of watching Return of the Jedi and loving Return of the Jedi and loving the battles in, in Return of the Jedi, which I, I still think are kind of the standard of Star Wars battles, even though some of the battles that have come later on have been bigger in scope and better in technology and CGI and all that stuff. You still go to Jedi, for, uh, especially if you watched it first, those ones you connect with. And so with all that playing in my head, uh, that I still go to that moment of wicked and Han and just kind of this cute, cuddly moment where Wicket felt sorry for Han 
and that connected to him. And Han has no choice but to kind of accept it and put an arm around Wicked. So those are my favorite and most cute moments in Star Wars. I'm sure you have yours. You have a different list, and we do want to hear them. We do want to read them. Reach out to us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. You can find us on Facebook at Force Center Podcast, uh, the official page there, or on Instagram. We are on YouTube as well. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and catch some of the stuff we already have up, including commentaries, watch alongs, uh, and uh, Monopoly, Star Wars Monopoly, and the In Memoriams, Databank Brawl, Brawl broad, uh, Encore Presentations, and more things on the way in 2019. And reach out to us. Go to fourcenterpod.podomatic.net for all the information. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash fourcenter. Reaching some goals there and trying to establish some new ones in 2019. But we do want to hear your list. There is room for cute in Star Wars. It's Walklings, it's Porgs, it's Fathiers, it's Lothcats. It's Han getting a sweet moment of affection from an Ewok. Yes, cute belongs in Star Wars. And Star Wars has been ranked.